1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit
2: Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, hi. We're going to start the show in just a second. But first, you know there are a lot of good podcasts out there, including mine. But there's only one by a former chair of the California Democratic Party, progressive radio and TV host, and... Member of the White House press corps. Of course, I'm talking about Bill Press, longtime host of the Bill Press show and now host of the Bill Press pod, with his twice a week, hard hitting progressive take on all the evils of the Trump administration. This week, for example, Bill exposes Donald Trump's phony attacks on President Obama, takes on Bill Barr, the worst attorney general in history, and slams Trump for refusing to wear a mask and taking unproven drugs while over 100,000 Americans have died of coronavirus. Plus you'll hear Bill interview leading progressives like Maxine Waters, Eric Swalwell, Jerry Brown, and Pete Buttigieg, plus his weekly roundtable with three of Washington's top political reporters. That's why I subscribe to the Bill Press Pod and you should too. Just go to wherever you listen to podcasts, search the Bill Press Pod and click on subscribe, then tell all your friends to do the same. Join me as a subscriber to the Bill Press Pod. And now let the cartoons begin.
3: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
4: What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. What are you talking about, guys? Eyes are normal. What have you done to him, you maniac?
2: Satan is his father, not Guy. He came up from hell and begat (laughs) a son of mortal woman. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Satan is his father, and his name is Adrian. He shall overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples. He shall redeem the despised (laughs) and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured. Hail Adrian!
1: Hail Adrian! (laughs) You out of all the world, <laughs> out of all the women, the whole world, he chose you. He arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son. His power <laughs> is
2: stronger than stronger. Oh, his might shall
1: last longer than longer. Yes, Satan. Bob Seska. If you vote for
2: me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, what I did is I got into my uh, time-traveling DeLorean, went ahead uh, into the future nine months, and got some actual audio of Stephen Miller's child being born. That was it. <laughs> that was right there. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 28, 2020. Ruth Gordon was there. I it was. It's an amazing Aww, event. Way yeah. do you guys see it. It's incredible. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,225 of the Trump crisis. Uh, 159 days until the 2020 presidential election. And uh, hail Satan, here comes the goth ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, just like this show. Also, David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. That's the name of his website. Okay. Did you guys see the news that, holy God, Katie Miller and ghoulish Stephen Miller with his lifeless doll eyes are pregnant? Somehow, (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, I'm not I sure. It, I mean, I, I really sincerely hope that it, <laughs> it it broadens his worldview. It changes him. I hope he has a daughter, and mm-hmm. I hope that it really, like, does and a I number on him. I hope that she's Jewish. And
2: what have uh, you done
0: to its eyes? <laughs> no, I, I, was it turkey baster? I mean, how exactly did this happen?
2: <laughs> it was some kind of asexual reproduction, something that, like, single-celled organisms do.
3: Uh, where at uh, one point I think. Sort of right wing mitosis. Kind <laughs> of it was,
0: just- it, was part, it was Parthenogenesis, which is the female <laughs> spontaneously producing her own genetic clone. There you That's go. That's what it
2: was. Right. And then I think Stephen Miller ejects some sort of. A uh, seed subs- pod. Yeah, some kind of seed
3: <laughs> pod. Holy God! Well, we had to start yeah, it on pops that. Pops back like a Pez dispenser, and this <laughs> thing that looks like a sea urchin comes out.
2: <laughs> of all the people in the world, he chose you. I can't believe that. That's one of the most uh, uh, disgusting stories of the week. Um, in a week of horribly disgusting stories. I mean, I'm at the. Uh, I'm at the point now, and I've been in this way probably over the last seven days, where I'm just at a low ebb of my tolerance level for the dumb fuckery. me too. I mean, between the people going to the pools and the boardwalks and the beaches Mm -hmm. and all that crap, the difference, the glaring differences between... What's happening in Minneapolis versus the gun-toting, screeching uh, no red shit. hats at the uh, reopened protests? The differences between how those two groups are being treated by law enforcement couldn't be a more glaring example of the racial disparity. Yeah, a movie
3: disparity. producer yeah. would say it was two on the nose. Like you can't do no this within a week of each other. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we have to like make it six months or something just for plausibility. Right.
2: Mm it's horrifying what's happening in minneapolis and and of course this all starts with Yet another scene of police brutality, of police abuse against uh, African Americans, primarily.
3: I can't even look. I can't. I mean, I don't it's, understand how yeah. people keep looking at that image of that officer with his knee on the man's neck, and ha- it just it sickens me. And it it brings to my, I mean, we are very cavalier in the media about showing brown bodies, yeah, about mm-hmm. you know dead black people, dead Arabs, dead Asian people, but like mm-hmm. white people, we have this weird halo around us that They won't show. It's, I don't know. I just, I I can't watch the videos. They upset me too much. It's too.
2: I mean, I sit here and I try to rationalize. I try to figure out like, what is going on that we don't know about? What is happening in the training of some of these police officers? And again, I like to emphasize this. And I said this on Stephanie's show the other day, and it bears repeating, that it's not all cops. I want to make sure that we're not indicting every single police officer in the world because there are many, many really good cops. But the ones who are horrible are especially horrible. And what is causing this? Like, what is the root of all of it? Is it training? Is it? I mean, I did a whole report one time for the Daily Banter years and years ago about the prevalence of performance-enhancing drugs, steroids, in police departments. In fact, there have been a number of busts, yeah, yeah, where there have been doctors, much like with professional football teams or professional baseball teams or even professional cycling, uh, you have doctors who are prescribing all kinds of steroids to police departments. And I'm wondering if. But like
3: steroids don't make you stronger, do they? I mean, the They guys, can make you
2: angry. They make you angry. They make you
3: angry, but like, and they blow up your muscles. But like the guys that I've seen at the gym who are, you know, big roid heads, they like, when it comes to like cardio or actually having to lift yeah. something or move a car or something, they're worthless. Yeah. Because they've just worked so hard on a specific I don't know.
2: Well, it's a combination of the strength that's developed with what Jody said, which is. that roid rage where hormones are way out of whack and you get these guys who are just who can't control their rage. And it's bad enough when you've got clearly a training scenario since 9-11 in which cops have been instructed to use lethal force when confronted like this. I mean, it's it's kind of remarkable to see like a cop show or some sort of actual incident from 40 years ago, 30 years ago, pre 9-11 where cops were either, you know, some guy's running away and they shoot him in the leg just to disable them so they stop running away, or there's some sort of uh, hesitance to use violence, use physical confrontations with suspects. But now it's just like that's the first thing they go to. I
3: mean, immediately. It's
0: training. Yeah. And that's part of their training now is, first off, you don't shoot to, um, to stop somebody. You shoot to kill. No,
3: them. you yeah. always, I mean, yeah, you don't and, shoot and anyone you're not trying sh- you know, to kill.
0: In, your, in the chest area, because that's the biggest area and easiest target. Yeah. So you shoot there,
2: mm. A.
0: And two, remember the cop that got fired for not using deadly force on a guy that was uh, mentally incapacitated? And the cop de-escalated and he got fired oh for my not God. shooting somebody? I didn't that know about That was in the that. Midwest. It was like in Missouri or somewhere like that a few years ago. And basically this guy was... Not he was not all there, and um, he was wielding I think a screwdriver or a knife, something you know, so that yeah. you had to get real close to him to get hurt anyway. Right, and the police officer. And somebody came up, please don't shoot him, please don't shoot him. Black the person that didn't get shot was also was black. Mm-hmm. And the cop de escalated to the point where he was able to figure out what was going on and the guy didn't get killed and he got laid off. Yeah. And it's like, No, 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 we want we want police officers like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you say not all cops, I can agree with you to a certain extent, except the guys that are doing this are surrounded by guys that will protect them.
2: And it's clear, even Sean Hannity last night on Fox News Channel said that there was no resisting going on. He was not resisting arrest. He was not putting up a fuss. This was, again, something is going massively awry in the training where cops are told, all right, if X happens, you react, Y. And Y is lethal force or extreme force, deadly force.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and by the way, the guy was up on suspicion of forgery. They pulled over his vehicle. They started after him aggressively, getting him out of the car, and he wasn't doing anything wrong. And then he was sitting quietly, and then he was killed. (sighs) He was picked up, moved, and then murdered. And it's like he was just—he was being what he was supposed to be uh, times ten. There's a. a And this is what I
3: hear from my black friends: is that you can't do anything right. That even when you're trying to comply, yeah. even when you're trying, that it just that and that a, is the real definition of terror is never feeling safe anywhere. There mm-hmm. is a
0: there is a there's, a, there's a, a guy that wrote something online um, that David Shockett actually posted the other day, and he basically said he was he's a professor at a college and he was wearing his tag you know at school and he was wearing a Ralph Lauren jacket and pants and a knit cap and he was walking to go get some food and cops rolled up on him. And said, "You look like a guy that may have robbed this woman." (sighs) And uh, you fit the. He's like, "What do you mean? I'm where? Where do you live?" And he told them where he lived. How did you Mm -hmm. get here? I came in my car. Um, what's your name? What's your address? He showed everything. Can I go and reach for my wallet? Da, da, da. And his brain is like, don't get in the car because they'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And apparently this white woman had claimed she had been robbed. And he's like, she's going to, I, you know, and he said the knit cap that he was wearing is a one of a kind because a friend of his made it. So it wasn't like a generic knit cap.
3: Mm-hmm. So there's
0: no way it was his. And they, nothing happened to him, luckily. But, you know, his brain was going, OK, I can't get in the car because they could kill me this way she might think I look like the guy because you know I'm a black guy and yada 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 he saw another woman across the way who knew he was a uh, professor and she was black and she was just watching and all he kept thinking was please don't leave please witness this yeah and he was being as calm as a cucumber and then my friend Rick Beatty who used to co-host my show with me Mm -hmm. he lived in Boston years ago and and mind you Rick Beatty is non-threatening in every... He's about my height, weighs about 120 pounds, soaking wet. Um, And he was in a suit going to work, but he was running late, literally running through Hmm. uh, an area in Boston. And these two um, cops on horseback pulled him over. And they said, what are you you running for? And he goes, well, I'm late to work. They go, yeah, some guys... He goes, why? And he goes, well, some ladies over there thought you might've been doing something.
3: So no wonder... Things it's happen so where plantation. I can't believe that's it's Boston. So plantation. Yeah, yeah. But you I mean, know, I, that sounds like Lubbock or something. Yeah, and, and no, no wonder back.
2: some of these—no wonder some of these wackaloons are taking their guns and, and taking the the law into their own hands and reacting that way, like we saw mm-hmm. in Georgia, because they're seeing the cops acting the same way. They're exactly. taking that as the as a positive example now. And I'm I'm wondering too. Don't they know after all of these incidents have happened where we've got things on video one after another, after another, after another, after another, and no one has changed. No one has Revised how cops handle these situations. The cops themselves haven't clearly this, haven't taken I mean, a lesson from
3: it. No, no but the, the state administration and the mayor calling for their prosecution and then being yes. fired immediately and not placed on six months of administrative paid leave. Yeah. That's well, the different. mayor's
0: wondering why the hell they haven't been arrested yet, and he's right. Yeah. right. And so um, hopefully by t- the end of the day today, they will have been at least arrested.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But this
3: harkens back to that woman in Central Park that knew what she was doing. Uh-huh. That, you know, was like, I'm calling the police and telling them that you're threatening my life. Yeah. Knowing that like the arm of the law will just destroy bodies of color, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a routine matter of course. Yeah. Like, and it just like it, it
2: uh... it's just the American nervous breakdown, as I've been saying mm-hmm. for a while now. There is something in which sure you can't blame Donald Trump for putting a knee down on a guy's neck and strangling him to death. You can't... You kind of can, can't, though. He well, I, I, to do that. Well, exactly right, and that's what I'm getting he at. Did? I mean, he didn't put the guy's knee on the other guy's neck and kill him, but Donald Trump has created an environment in this country where it is psychologically destabilizing for millions and millions of people, where I mean, we didn't... Uh, video phones have been around for the last 20 years. We... We didn't see this rise in um, this kind of behavior. I'm not necessarily talking about the cops. I'm talking about some of these, uh, what do you call them, Karens or what have you, screaming like- Amy Coopers. Yes, exactly, like Amy Cooper, screaming like a maniac. I mean, immediately going from zero to batshit crazy in a matter of milliseconds. And it is this notion that the President of the United States, the leader of the country- is setting a tone for everyone, not only uh, setting an example of horrific, indecent, immoral, spastic anger and vindictiveness, pettiness. He's a little tiny little goddamn goblin, and he shouldn't be in the White House setting this example because now everyone's taking it to be, oh, well, the president's acting that way. I guess it's okay if I act that way too, and that blossoms yeah, but, like, into the
3: clapback is so ferocious when these people yeah. get exposed. I mean, again, I mean, not to be like Mr. But they keep doing it today. Yeah, they do keep doing it. But man, the social sanctioning is fierce. She's Mm. fired from her job. The freaking pet rescue agency took her dog away. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, which I mean, when you watch it, you realize. I mean. There, a part of me is like, you know, she talks to this man like I wouldn't talk to a dog. But then you see how she treats her dog, which she's got it like dangling, it's choking by its neck until it finally yeah. starts screaming for its life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Well, just- I
0: hope, is, is the NYPD or somebody going to bring her up on charges and filing a false report? I know a 911 call, you can't just call them to do this shit. And I don't care if it's whatever the harshest punishment is, or I don't know if legally you can prove this, but attempted murder.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, well, because honestly,
0: mean, white women crying like she did. She was like, uh, first off, she told him she was going to do it while he was shooting her on his cell phone, which is like, you're so stupid. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then secondly, it's one,
3: it's one of the three stages of carrying.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we're going to call them Amy Coopers from now on, because be very specific. But <laughs> yeah. um, she literally says, I'm going to call them and tell them you're threatening me as she walks towards him. And he is saying, back up.
3: Mm-hmm. to away. her yeah. so
0: how how threatening can he be when he's telling her to get away from him a yeah. two then when she says i'm going to tell them that you're doing this to me which she's he's obviously not doing then she's causing is like there's a, an african-american man yeah. and he's threatening and it's like you she to me that's attempted murder mm-hmm.
2: because you know the cops are going to show up and choke this guy out Potentially.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he's he, potentially he is going to not be believed mm-hmm. had he not been taping what he was doing. And that's the thing. I mean, I have this thing on my um, phone. It's called Cal, it's Cal Justice, and you can get it from the ACLU. And if you see police officers doing something mm-hmm. untoward towards a citizen that doesn't seem like this is the right option that they should be exercising, yeah. you can start taping it, and it immediately goes to the ACLU, even if the cops take your phone it's up there.
2: Uh, more like that, please. I mean, that needs to be happening, yeah. obviously. But the dash cam, the whatever additions of video cameras to cop prowlers or the cameras that they actually
3: put on their bodies, obviously these aren't deterrents they enough. they should
0: never be able to turn off. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, right. should not be able to override them. That completely misses the Ever. point. Ever. Yeah.
0: It does. It totally misses. Oh, I didn't turn my camera on. No, that should be turned on the minute you're damn cameras put on your body yeah
2: and then of course my ongoing concern is that the more this happens the more desensitized we're gonna be where it's almost like the mass shootings where if there's a mass shooting we're kind of like oh that's horrible
3: anyway you know i just i wish i could get desensitized i feel this shit yeah for months afterwards you know i mean i just i like i still have nightmares about las vegas you know i just
2: Well, of course, the present company exclude. I don't think any of us are desensitized to any of this crap. But, I mean, generally speaking, American society is just getting to the point where, oh, oh, that again. White American
0: society. White American society. You've got to recall that it had, the technology is helping white folks to understand what's been going on in this country for generations. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's why things are starting to change. Without the technology changes, Mm -hmm. we'd still be in the 1990s at this point with barely Rodney King getting You know, without the videotape evidence of Rodney King's beating, Mm -hmm. you know.
2: (laughs) Well, I I mean, here we go. Here we go as an example of what the president is doing to American society, egging on and, in fact, manifesting Uh this American nervous breakdown, as I'm calling it. I mean, today he retweeted a video by some fucking cowboy who started out the video by saying the only good Democrat is a dead Democrat. The President of the United sake. States retweeted that video today. And granted, the guy did say, well, I'm only saying that sarcastically. Yeah. Right? That, like, that's some excuse to get the word out to all of the gun-toting, screeching maniacs with their AR-15 cosplay uniforms. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to know that the President of the United States is okay, with people going around saying, yeah, the only good Democrat's a dead Democrat. Half of the, more than half of the American voting population is, you know, it's it's okay if they're dead. And again, this bleeds its way, almost literally in some cases, into the brains of these people who are already susceptible to uh, freaking out about shit like this. So Donald Trump makes it okay to think along these lines. He's normalizing He knows he's this. doing that.
3: Yeah. He knows he's doing that. He, mm-hmm. he pretends he doesn't know he's doing that, but he does really, if he loses the election and they drag him out of office, he does want his followers to hurt people. Right, right. And kill I people.
2: Agree. And then going back to gun massacres, for example, or any of these examples of violence that we're seeing, whether it's cop violence, whether it's uh, gunman violence, what have you, uh, violence from cowboys against Democrats, for fuck's sake. you know. And I always go back to, well, wh- what are the examples that we're setting as a government? What are our, What is leadership doing that actually gives people the excuse that, oh, well, our leaders are doing it, our leaders are being violent, so they're, they're running right to the point of a gun over actually using rational thought and logic and conversation. And it's stuff like this, how the Donald Trump administration right now is considering... An above ground nuclear test. Mm-hmm. And when you what? see when you see oh, yeah. shit like, oh yes, Where? Yeah, they're going to the do one yeah. out probably in the South Pacific somewhere like they d- used to do in the old days <laughs> because make America great again. We got to go back to whatever bullshit we were doing 60 years ago. We got to bring that all back because wasn't it great? I mean, uh, I, oh my God, I could say so many things about, uh, and I'm censoring myself right now, and I shouldn't be doing that. But I feel like certain What's the, people- What the fuck's
0: wrong with you, Bob? You should fucking stop <laughs> fucking- sex- <laughs>
2: Well, I'm just saying there's a uh, nostalgia that's creeping in with certain demographics right now. And that nostalgia is for literally everything that used to be around when this particular Mm. demographic were in their teens and 20s. You know, it's that whole thing. Oh, back in the day, we used to do above ground nuclear tests, you know, when America Mm. was great. You know, that's the reasoning that we get.
3: Pretty soon they're going to be like, we should put asbestos back in buildings. Right, (laughs) right. It's just, it's... Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Nostalgia, you you know, isn't what it used to be. But, um, because none of that stuff actually was like that. Yeah. They've candy-coated their memories to make it, you know, so much better in their heads. And it's...
2: Well, no wonder people are going around saying, hey, the only way I can solve this problem is at the point of a gun. Because Donald Trump, because our leadership is saying, well, the only way we can solve the problem with China is to start popping off nuclear weapons in the South Pacific like we used to. You know, because mm-hmm. they, they need to see our nuclear capability. They need to see the power of our gigantic mushroom clouds our dick shaped missiles and all the rest of it. We got to show them. And he doesn't understand that one of the reasons we stopped doing above ground tests is because of the nuclear radiation that was circulating the globe, causing cancer clusters and all the rest of it. He doesn't acknowledge he doesn't give a shit about that. He just goes, Oh my God, wouldn't it be cool? I was predicting this back in 2015 that if Donald Trump became president, we would see a mushroom cloud within his first term or possibly his second term within the, the scope of his presidency. He is the sort of person with zero restraint zero sense of morality zero sense of history zero sense of right and wrong i mean basic ideas of right and wrong goofus and gallant as buzz and i were talking mr do and mr don't as we were talking about on tuesday's show Mm -hmm. he doesn't understand any of that you mean i can authorize a nuclear test i can do this well okay fuck it i will as long as it helps Donald Trump, he doesn't care who it affects. Donald Trump is using the levers of presidential power to backstop his own illegitimate presidency. And the fact that there are so many moronic red hats running around thinking that this is all for the benefit of the United States to make America great again, to make their lives great again, has nothing to do with them. They're not. Their lives aren't better. Most of them are out of work right now mm-hmm. because of his incompetence. Mm-hmm. And he's all, oh, I'm going to go pop off a nuclear bomb or two because of a church. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that works too. China.
0: <laughs> That's what I meant to press. <laughs> no, the first one was
2: more accurate. Yeah, I think we should, uh, this is a... <sighs> yeah. God damn it.
0: Well, I, by the way, when you say incompetence, I like the word malfeasance.
2: Yeah, there's a sinister nature to his inability to actually do things that are mm-hmm. right and uh, it's born out of this sociopathy that he possesses. And so there is that level of, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit because I can do this. There's no question right. in Donald Trump's head whether he should do something. If he can do it, he feels as if that's on the table. That's yeah. why the uh, strictures of these unwritten rules of the presidency, the presidential traditions, the traditions of, of how the government mm. actually comports itself on the world stage, these are things that are unwritten, and Donald Trump feels as though if they're unwritten, they don't exist. He can right. just do whatever he wants. If There's no rules along those lines, so fuck it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are treaties that prevent above-ground nuclear testing. He doesn't care about that. Oh, that was a treaty with another country negotiated with by someone else, some incompetent other person who doesn't make any deals as good as I do. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to tear that up, just like he did with the Iran deal, uh, just like he uh, pulled out of the Paris Accords and all the rest. He it doesn't, it doesn't care. This is a leader who claims to not be a politician, claims to eschew politics in a way. He is the most political president mm-hmm. in the history of American
3: politics. Yeah. because he always is if looking everything comes through that lens. Yes. yes exactly. Yes. Including a global pandemic.
2: Yes, he has yes. to take everything and turn it into a way to divide Americans. And anyone who is dividing Americans is poisoning society. They're not helping, they're poisoning. So they're making us more antagonistic to our fellow Americans, not less antagonistic.
0: Did you read Cyrus McQueen saying I'm sorry uh, about wearing masks?
2: What did he say? I think I may have seen that.
0: He's, he tweeted out, he goes, Someone just made a hell of a point. Trump could have started sporting MAGA masks. He could have politicized it in a way that actually saved lives and rallied everyone, even using a skewed narrative. But he chose to divide a populace in a moment where unity would have been more expedient. Oh, my God. Yeah. All he did was monetize the masks for himself. Mm-hmm.
2: Done. Yeah. I think, he's, I think he's actually done it, but he's not promoting it. I think they do right. have. If
0: you were promoting it, it would make more sense.
2: Yeah, of course it would. I mean, we had this situation the other day where there was a reporter in the Rose Garden asking Trump a question. In fact, I grabbed the audio and I've decided not to play because I'm not going to play. I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm just literally at the the end of my rope with this guy. And if I hear his fucking disgusting, slobbery voice for one more second, my fucking head is going to explode. Yes, I'm all about... (laughs) That's a a perfectly appropriate sound for me today, but I'm going to go with... (laughs) This is even better. But, I mean, there was this reporter in the Rose Garden. I, Because he was wearing a mask, I didn't recognize him. But it was one of the reporters that Donald Trump has chastised and scolded already uh, during one of his press conferences. But in this case, the reporter was asking Trump about Joe Biden wearing a mask to that event the other day. And Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump said, well, I'm wearing a mask. And zippy, 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 zippy. And then uh, he said, well, what's the second part of your question? The reporter started asking. He said, I can't hear you. Take the mask off. He's telling the reporter to take the mask off. closer
3: to that germy microphone. Yes, standing
2: there in public with, by the way, the Fox News reporter standing right behind him, John Roberts, wearing a mask. Donald Trump didn't ask John Roberts to take his mask off. But anyway, so uh, this reporter asked the second part of his question. Donald Trump, I can't hear you. Take the mask off. And the reporter says, "No, I'm not gonna, I want to keep the mask on." He says, so, "Oh yes, that's right because you're just being politically correct." So it's right if you God. wear a mask, you're just you're just being politically correct. If you're being aware of a massive global pandemic that is unprecedented in its scope in modern history, you're being politically correct. I mean, I'm to- mm-hmm. I'm telling you. This guy takes every teeny tiny last thing and has to turn it into a device to separate people, to divide people, to make people pissed off. And we're getting to that point now where people are starting to snap. And it's been slowly happening since inauguration or even since the 2015, 2016 election cycle. People are starting to lose their uh in a serious way. And we're seeing it on videotape. We're seeing it uh, on the internet every day. And now Donald Trump has decided to go to war against Twitter and social media. We're going to talk about that in just a second because- things aren't awful enough we're making lists now (laughs) we're we're the government is now and bill barr and the you know the justice department going to start making lists of dissidents who are mean to conservatives on social media you want to talk about big government you want to talk about a pissy pants whiny diaper baby donald trump that's what's happening with twitter we're going to get into that a little bit more in just a second but if you're looking for the perfect father's day gift it's just around just a few weeks away omaha steaks can help you and what what does dad really want for father's day of course all dads love meat lots of meat all varieties of meat 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 for a limited time you can find a variety of packages filled with beautiful omaha steaks plus other premium meats side dishes and artisan desserts and so much more All ideal for Dad's special day. These packages come flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and delivered in a cooler with uh, dry ice safely to his door. That means fresher than fresh, all backed by Omaha Steaks, unconditional, 100% money-back guarantee. By the way, the best customer service in the world. I am blown away by Omaha Steaks every time I order from them. I ordered a a package of Omaha Steaks for a a business colleague of mine a couple of years ago, and it got to them too late. They had already closed for the, uh, the, the Christmas holiday, And so the package of meat sat in the lobby of their place for the entire time, spoiled, of course. So they let me know, and I called Omaha Steaks. I said, yeah, it was delivered just a little bit too late. The office was already closed. Omaha Steaks sent a brand new replacement package for free. That's how great the customer service is from Omaha Steaks. It's a simple, delicious way to treat dad this Father's Day, and you're giving him something he'll actually enjoy. Right now, Omaha Steaks is offering access to a variety of amazing packages that are perfect to send dad for Father's Day. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL into the search bar. You'll see all of the great options available, many that include free shipping and free one-pound package of the perfectly cured, incredibly thick applewood smoked steak-cut bacon. Oh, my God, my mouth is already watering. Visit Obama... I almost said Obama steaks.
0: Visit... (laughs) (laughs) Those would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Visit OmahaStakes.com and enter the code LIBERAL in the search bar to shop for Father's Day today. Remember to enter the code LIBERAL in the search bar at OmahaStakes.com.
1: Well, the unsolicited testimonials for Literati, the book club for kids, rolls in. JP says, my surrogate grandson Jack received his Literati books yesterday. He was so surprised and excited. This is a perfect gift for kids who are quarantined. He decided he would keep these two. He didn't want to read about Laura Ingalls Wilder. She's a girl. <laughs> You can, this That's the great thing about literati. You can yeah. keep the ones you want, send back the ones you don't. Every literati book contains five books based on a theme, right? Your nephews have them. My ex's newborn they loves love it. They love them.
3: And they have stickers
2: so they can keep them straight so they don't get confused about whose books oh. are whose.
1: OMG. Keep your favorites. send the rest <laughs> back for free. For a limited time, go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two subscriptions. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati, L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I dot slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two subscriptions. America's number one book club for kids, Literati. It is essential in quarantine. That is literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. The
0: Bob Seska
4: Show. Summer music. Oh, oh, power. power.
1: summertime and the living is easy fish are jumping
2: You know if I could sing like Callie Cardamon, so I'd never stop singing. Baby, <laughs> this is a wonderful cover of Summertime from her uh, Jump For Joy EP, a collection of jazz standards which always makes me smile. By the way, happy birthday to Lynn Keating, longtime listener Lynn Keating, uh, who introduced uh, all of us to Callie Cardamon, CC Grace. And also, happy birthday to Callie herself, who shares a birthday. With our very own T-Rex. Oh, cool. Both are May 30 birthdays. Happy birthday to you, David. Happy birthday to Callie. Happy birthday to Lynn Keating. Happy birthday to us all. I don't know why I said that last part, but yeah, whatever. (laughs) Why not? Anyway, I'm sure there are other people who have birthdays on the 30th. Lots of of births probably that day. Um, Yes, once again, link in the description to uh, support this album, which is... One of my favorite things to happen in 2020, and and, and there are so few things, but I mean, we got to latch on to the <laughs> things that make us happy. And boy, this uh, Callie Cardamon uh, album. Again, it's called Jump for Joy, and uh, it is absolutely wonderful. You can get it everywhere. You get your digital music link in the description, etc. cetera. BobSeska.com slash music. If you want to submit your songs to the show, thank you for doing that. Also, thank you for subscribing on our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash Show. Sign up for $15 a month and you don't have to hear all the commercials. We take all the commercials out for those of you who sign up at $15 a month. Plus, we give you the postmortem show and the after party on Fridays, all for just $15 a month. It's a bargain at twice the price and we pass the savings along to you. Okay. Where are we here? What the fuck else is going on? Yeah, Trump uh, has gone to war against social media, David. Uh, your favorite Twitter has uh, clamped down on Donald Trump's lies
3: by adding- I don't even know where to begin with this. But they, I mean, this is pretty weak fucking sauce. You know, they're no like, oh, shit. this is possibly more, I me mean, factually questionable- When it's, we know it's a fucking lie. Yeah. You know, and these, like, fucking, uh, like, Zuckerberg and Jack, whatever, Dorsey or Dempsey or whatever his name is that owns Twitter. like We're just, like, they think that they live above politics. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, I have to go into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and live on nothing but yaks milk. Yeah. You know, while you guys, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not Democratic or Republican. I'm going to stay above this fray. And it's Mm -hmm. like. Don't you understand that the people who like to lie and get away with it and are trying to destroy the country, see that loophole and go for it? Yeah, right. I mean, Trump is basically a walking, talking Russian bot at this point. Mm -hmm. Everything he does is aimed at making less Americans. Yeah. Well,
0: the thing that that I don't think Trump realizes is if. If Twitter and Facebook and MeWe we, and others were regulated like the FCC, yeah. then they would have to take down 90% of what Trump says.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. And they uh, haven't
3: even touched, chase, like tweets about that woman. I can't remember her name right now that passed The woman out
0: that the, passed away at, at, and, in Joe Scarborough's office. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. That, that whole thing was. In fact, Nancy Pelosi was calling for uh, Twitter to do something along those lines, too. But I mean, mm-hmm. what they did is they went after him for lying about mail in ballots and labeled those two tweets with some sort of fact-checking going on. And you think that Twitter went up to Donald Trump, unzipped their zipper, and pissed all over his shoes, you know. With their four-inch lifts. (laughs) Exactly right. But that's how they're reacting. They're reacting as though... Twitter has now crossed the line, you know, calling out Donald Trump for his lies. But you know, in effect, what they're saying is that the Twitter is censoring them. So, in reaction to what Donald Trump believes is censorship, Donald Trump is now going to start censoring social media. Um, this
3: is what kills me: is it which he weeks can't and weeks and yeah, weeks? He can't. Doctors and nurses have been screaming, begging for PPE. We've been begging for a response for months. Yeah, a coordinated federal response on the coronavirus mm-hmm. for months. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. just whips. You know, something goes wrong where the, his favorite little hobby horse, Twitter, mildly reprimands him, mm-hmm. like gives him a tiny slap on the wrist, and oh my god, executive order, yep. zip, pow, mm-hmm. like just no, it just. We see where his priorities are, but it's disgusting. It's oh, yeah. fucking disgusting.
2: Yeah, it takes him uh, two months to do anything about coronavirus, and what he does at the end of the two months is the least he could do without doing nothing. I closed close up China. I gave me China. And there was nothing. 40,000 people came into the country from China after that, and that's all he did. Oh, he created a task force. What did the task force do? Oh, Issued a bunch of recommendations that he fucking ignored anyway. It took him two months to do that. Took him two days, two days to act against Twitter, and he's really now this. It's uh, only
3: been like 24 hours since it's, they made it's, it's actually seat. been
2: since when? Yep. Uh, yeah, was it two? I think it was Tuesday afternoon or something like that when the when they okay. labeled those those tweets. So yeah, a day, two days, it's the same thing ultimately because. Because it's Donald Trump, because he has to defend Donald Trump. He has to prop up his illegitimate presidency with all of this bullshit and grabassery. That's all he does. That is the extent of his presidency. Protect his giant, fat, disgusting, bloated ass. That's all he fucking does. So now there's this uh, executive order that they're issuing about Twitter. And uh, here's the gist of it, according to uh, Jacob Ward, who works at uh, NBC News. The gist of it is that it tries to strip social media platforms of protection under Section 230C Mm -hmm. when they quote unquote edit content with labels like Twitter did to Trump's tweets. Specifically, the executive order stipulates that any removal or restriction of content outside the scope of being lewd, violent, or otherwise objectionable disqualifies the platform In question from protection under Section 230C, which uh, protects online platforms from lawsuits. I think that's what that section does. But uh, Ward continues on to say it directs all departments and agencies to apply Section 230C only, according to that interpretation, directs the Commerce Department to file a petition with the FCC requesting that it come up with new rules as to what it considered, quote unquote, good faith under Section 230C especially when actions may be deceptive, pretextual, or inconsistent with terms of service, prohibits spending federal taxpayer dollars on advertising on online platforms that violate free speech principles. It directs the FTC to begin federal review of unfair or deceptive practices by social media platforms, directs Attorney General to do the same in consultation with state attorneys general, directs the White House Office of Digital Strategy, to collect publicly available information regarding, quote, watch lists of users based on their interaction with content or users and monitoring users based on their activity off the platform. The small government people are making lists. The White House Office of Digital Strategy is going to collect publicly available information regarding watch lists of users based on their interaction with content or users and monitoring, monitoring users based on their activity off the platform. Huh. The legal folks seem to think that this whole thing is both, A, legally laughable, and nonetheless, uh, B, a way of making Twitter and Facebook's life very difficult. So that's it. The FCC was apparently completely blindsided. The White House did not consult with the FCC no, on, of course they didn't. on this executive order. This is an overreaction to what he considers to be censorship, which is actually just fact checking. It's just checking, making sure that he's not spreading lies. So what he wants is he wants to be able to say whatever the fuck he wants, no matter how full of shit he is using this official platform. And again, we're talking about the private marketplace here. I thought they supported private industry. I thought they were against regulating the free market.
0: Well, uh, you know, I've been fact-checked on on Facebook where it has a little thing, you know, Snopes link or no, this is not true or PolitiFact or whatever. F- Facebook does that. Fact-checking is not censoring. It's just going, hey, this person said this. These are the facts. It's mm-hmm. not taking him down. It's it's not putting him in Twitter jail, which he should have been in forever ago. Oh, it's, God. They should have banned
3: him so long ago. Oh,
0: my God, yes. So it's it's just putting up a, hey this is probably not true, Yeah, is not censoring anybody. It's no. like if he, if he said to the CNN Chiron guy a few weeks ago that was just genius where he's like, this is not true.
3: Mm-hmm. What he is
0: saying right here in this press conference, uh, I mean, I know the guy probably wanted to write, this is fucking bullshit, stop watching. Yeah. But they were nicer about it. That's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing as mm-hmm. what Twitter did hours after he'd put up those tweets about mail-in voting.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was the most mild reaction possible no by Twitter. Oh, shit. Abso- given the things that Donald Trump- they have,
3: I mean, every time they've been called upon to do anything about policing mm-hmm. bad behavior on their platform, they always do the least they can possibly get away with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they've monetized- The virality. They've monetized the things that are shitty about that platform. Mm -hmm. And they understand that if they start actually screening for bots and things, it's going to cut into their revenue stream big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and
0: he—and most likely both Twitter and Facebook would have to shut down.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Kirk Eichenwald just posted a couple of hours ago, he can't use executive order uh, to suspend Section 230. If he could, Twitter or Facebook and any other thing he wants to use would likely have to temporarily shut down sites to assess change, create new systems to automatically remove anything they that could get them sued. Yep. But his account would be shut down immediately. Hi, Joe Scarborough can sue him. Uh, I mean, yep. Rosie O'Donnell can sue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy Griffin can sue him, just to name three people. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I think Scarborough can sue him anyway because it's I think he's he what should. he finds libelous. He should He should talk to my mother's lawyers if they're still around, because she won. I'm surprised, so, the, um,
2: I'm surprised they haven't taken action about those. Uh, I think
0: he's probably talking to somebody about it, and NBC's probably talking to somebody about it. Yeah. You know, because this, I believe that it's libel because it's written, mm-hmm. um, and and the fact that he keeps positing it even after the family of this poor woman has said, stop it. Yeah. Um,
3: oh, that means it, nothing it, to these people. Look at that I poor know Seth Rich guy. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah.
0: But it's weird that Hannity is starting to change his tune on things, because I think the legal department at Fox and his own personal lawyers are like, dude, shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, again, there have been people who have been deplatformed entirely, like you, David,
0: uh-huh. yes.
3: uh, by Twitter,
0: and my David Shocket as well. Yeah, certainly He's been locked out
3: and Facebook. Well, I think there were waves of right wing tattletales going around and looking for anything that mm-hmm. was actionable on prog- and liberal and progressive people's accounts, mm-hmm. and so that's what got me reported and dumped. And I'm just like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I just think it's a shithole country of the internet, yeah. Twitter. Mm-hmm. It just I don't even want to go there. It's full of abusive people. It's full of bots. Yeah. They're spreading misinformation. Half, half of the accounts on Twitter talking about reopening America are bots.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: Mm-hmm. 50% of everyone. Yep. Talk- I mean, and so I just, it's like, really, it's like an idealized, weaponized platform for misinformation. Well, here's and the other point. I feel like contributing to it is just making the world dumber.
2: Here's the other angle that's uh, maybe even more nefarious than the attack of censorship against Twitter. But what Donald Trump is saying that Twitter is doing is not just censoring him, but interfering with the election. That's, that's not
0: even remotely true.
2: Not even remotely <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What they're saying is the fact-checking of Donald Trump is election interference, because they're somehow meddling in popular opinion. Right? Mm-hmm. They're they're convincing people that what Donald Trump said was a lie, and therefore they're skewing the popular opinion, which would then translate into votes. So that's his warped fucking brainworm infested logic when it comes to this thing. And of course, what that also means is anytime Fox News or one of the AM radio screechers mm-hmm. or Breitbart.com fact checks Joe Biden, they're also interfering mm-hmm. in the election then. It's the same thing. Well, I I mean, guess, right?
0: Isn't now, that what advertising th- is? Is to influence? Isn't yes. that what buying yes. media ads are? It's all about influence, and and Twitter is not influencing it. He's trying to influence, and they're just going. Here is the actual point. Here are the true facts of right. what he is trying to lie about. Mm-hmm. Their their influence is just going. Hey, this is the truth.
3: Well, and he wants to be. He wants it to be like TV, where you buy ad time and you can say whatever the fuck you want, unless the actual network shuts you down. Right.
0: Well, no, the FCC does have rules, except for political ads, which I think that those should have the most those rules. Are the
3: Yes, that's what I'm saying is he wants it to be this Wild West kind of situation, not understanding that you buy TV time, you buy radio time, Twitter is free.
2: Well, the other thing is that makes Uh this so infuriating is because it's not just isolated to Twitter now. It's now bleeding into uh, and obscuring the reality of what Donald Trump tried to do with Ukraine, what Donald Uh Trump tried to do with Russia, what Russia is doing to us right now as we speak. It's turning everything. Basically, this is it. If everyone is interfering with the election, then no one is that's the exactly. idea so okay russia's doing it uh, maybe china is doing it fat guy in his basement is doing it but you know what also twitter is doing it too by censoring donald everyone's doing it so it's, everyone gets to the point where their brains get gummed up with too much information and there we goes ah fuck it everyone's doing it so fuck it i don't care anymore about election so they're gonna interfere with the i don't give a shit and that builds into Again, what I'm referring to as the American nervous breakdown, that is what's creating this anxiety, this anger, this feeling of helplessness among uh, the American people to the point where people are lashing out. They're getting keyed up by this guy and uh, they don't know how to correctly express these things, how to rationally express their um, dissatisfaction with the country, right or wrong. And so that's how this all Uh, Manifests itself and we know we know for a fact that Donald Trump has already tried why because he admitted it He has already tried to cheat in this election Uh, Again, it doesn't come immediately to mind because of the fire hose of news and because whatever is going on Swirling around us at any given moment in this blender of insanity And and so we forget we forget that Donald Trump tried to cheat in the election But now he's saying oh look at Twitter They're trying to cheat in this election. They're trying to interfere here, and I'm surprised. You know what I'm surprised he didn't do? I thought for sure that Donald Trump was going to try to federalize the social media platforms, (laughs) (laughs) which he can do that. I mean, the president can legally, yeah, under the Defense
0: Protection Act, uh, Production Act, he could do
2: that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. So again, but here's uh, here's something else that's fun. Oh my God! The red hats are doing something with guns.
0: I know it's <laughs> hilarious.
2: And they and yes, but I'm not going to say what it is until we take a short break. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the latest way the red hats are trying to own the libs, and it has to do with their reaction to wearing masks and uh, f- something something firearms. <laughs> back with more show. <laughs> right? Oh, wait! You hear this, David? Seska! Two of us riding nowhere, spending someone's hard-earned pay. You and me Sunday driving, not arriving on.
1: Sending postcards, writing letters on my wall
2: Uh, This is uh, Jen Farley, Mike Farley, the Farleys, as they're known. And this is uh, from their EP of cover songs called Cover to Cover. And this is, of course, a cover of the Beatles, Two of Us. And they oh, performed this so song. So hard
3: not to sing along right now. I know, like, I know.
0: I know. I was the same way. I'm going to be over here just humming in my head.
2: Oh yeah, I talked. <laughs> I talked with Jen and Mike on my interview show yesterday, and they performed this song live. This is the this is the version from the album, but they actually did a live oh. version on my show yesterday, plus uh, two other songs from uh, uh, from uh, Mike Farley's new album of B sides and rarities. So, link in the description to support the Farleys. Uh, such nice people and. I uh, I compared them to uh, Buckingham and Nix as, mm. as a as a married couple. It's one of those things where they just also happen to have two beautiful voices that match perfectly. And boy, was that a lot of fun to talk with them yesterday and hear. So it's such a treat to hear these songs perform live, and especially when we're recording because. I'm the audience of one. It's like they're exclusively recording these so- or playing these songs for me. And then I get to share with all of you. It's just such a blast to do all that. By the way, you know what? I do know that I've been meaning to say this for a while now, and it just tends to slip through the cracks. But um, I know that BubbleGenius.com is closed for business right now. They're going to reopen. Don't worry okay. about that. But for for the last uh, five or six months or so, they've been shut down. They're not selling any soap. But I have a feeling they're going to come back soon. So, But we're still uh, advertising Bubble Genius, trying to get the word out. Okay, so what are the Red Hats doing to own the libs these days? They're threatening to shoot themselves in the dick.
0: Go for it.
2: I'm right, not- Literally? I'm, I'm not yeah, making this up. This is a real thing. This is a social media <laughs> thing where they're, they're taking pictures of themselves- <laughs> With their guns aimed at their dicks. They're little teeny tiny button dicks. They're little tiny they're hung like raisins, these guys, but they think micro penises. I
0: understand.
3: What's going on? I don't
2: get this either.
0: What, what, I mean, how is that going to own me or you? Or, I mean, how is that going like, to own us? Please, you go may ahead. fire
3: when ready, gentlemen. Yeah. What please. this is, this
2: is some sort of statement about wearing masks or something. Uh, again, I don't understand the logic. Shooting your dick off to own the libs doesn't make any sense. But they're not only pointing their guns at their dicks and taking pictures of it, but they're also making sure that the safeties are off and their fingers are on the trigger while they're doing oh,
0: somebody's it. Somebody's going to hurt himself really oh, some, badly.
2: Someone's going to do so, it.
3: This is, I'm telling you, like Jessica Valenti or some feminist activist made this up and was like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, like.
2: <laughs> what, well, pulled a, like a rabbit season, duck season and tricked them into exactly, doing it? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, here's
3: a great idea. They've got like, like a sock puppet account that's actually got some followers <laughs> and they were like, right. hey, I've got an idea. Let's all take the safety off our guns, put our fingers on the trigger, balance a phone in the other hand, point it into our under, I mean, it's like serious seriously yeah this has got to be like a psyop it's this so is a reverse go ahead
2: no oh, i was just gonna say it's so stupid, stupid. Yeah. You're so stupid.
3: yeah shoot your dick off down the lips. Wow. Well, how does this really break it down for me because i'm really not seeing the connection here how does that what does it have to do with wearing a mask
2: it's because they're being accused of being reckless uh by not wearing masks like we're oh, saying, you're, you're being dummies for not wearing masks outside, which is true. Again, I keep saying That's this. It's not it's, about the rules. It's not about the stay-at-home orders. It's just about basic common sense. It's yeah. common fucking sense. It's the same so reason they're like,
3: hold my beer. I'll show you reckless.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly That's the just. Twisted no, fucking I'm logic. telling
3: you, like, somebody who hates men thought this up and was like, has a sock puppet account. I mean, like, maybe Eric Erickson is actually secretly a lesbian feminist who lives in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, but I mean, oh, man. Kinda, I mean, he's kind of too awful to be true. I mean, his name yeah. is Eric Erickson. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true.
2: Mm. That is true. I mean, again, the own the libs thing, regardless of what it is, just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if it was, I, I again, I don't get the logic and there's no, I mean, there's you know, no understanding. But like I
3: said this like yeah. weeks and weeks ago, I was like, oh man, now that, you know, we're in lockdown. I bet some mass shooter is furious. Yeah. He didn't to, you know, three weeks earlier, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. loser, shoot your, why don't you shoot your dick? Yeah. Like, and here they are.
2: Well, by the way, going back to what we were saying about social media, Mark Zuckerberg was interviewed on Squawk Box by the spazzy white guys in lower Manhattan. And Mark Zuckerberg said that Facebook or any Internet platform shouldn't be the arbiters of truth. Called a dangerous See, d- this is
3: that stupid bullshit that they're just like, I'm sorry, I can't be bothered to judge your puny mortal matters. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, Dr. Blueface. Like, come to Earth and deal with the fact that you are a vehicle. You are a vector. Yeah. Okay? For the misinformation, they are exploiting your unwillingness to judge and using it as a loophole to poison people's minds. So fucking get off your high horse. Yeah. Come back to Earth and, and be responsible. Right. You know, just- Act with a little intent, like mm-hmm. I just—I hate this whole like we are a neutral portal, we cannot discern the truth. It's beca- you know, and that's enough well, for the there's bad thing- guys. It's like Martin Luther King said: it's not you know enough to not do bad, mm-hmm. to stand by while other people do bad is just as bad.
2: Well, they seem to think that Facebook is kind of like the phone company. Like Ver- you can't expect Verizon to police its phone lines for what's true and what's not true. But what they don't understand is. This is a public forum. It's mm-hmm. a public platform where people, and especially when it comes to someone like the president, spreading lies.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, it's a media group. It's a media organization, and as such, yeah. it needs to be accountable for its content. Yes. I
0: agree. I think it is a media group, and it should be regulated like television and cable and everything else. And if, some, if you put something out there that's false, I mean, you can put up, like on cable, you can put up certain things that are untoward, yeah. but you can't technically do anything that's, a lie that's presenting itself to be true or defamatory that's presenting itself to be true. Mm -hmm. So I think it should be regulated much like television and much like the radio is so that, you know, okay, so say this show, you put up an explicit rating. Yeah. There you go. Now people know that this comes in. Okay, you're going to hear certain words that you don't like. It's also an opinion show, which is covered under the FCC. Mm-hmm. Hi, see Sean Hannity, see Rachel Maddow. So opinions are one thing, but when he's basically saying this is going to happen, that's not an opinion. That is a statement. Yeah. Therefore, that should be taken down. He doesn't want it to be regulated, which is why his little decree has yet to come down. Yeah,
2: and it's all things that the Republicans would scream about if a Democrat tried to do one of these things. Because it's, it is a gigantic... Oh there are exa- few
3: games that will waste more time and make you feel sadder than to sit here and go, what would Republicans be doing if Obama had done this? Or yeah. what if it had been a black cop and a white teenager? <laughs> you know, right. it just... You, you'll drive yourself crazy and... I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I have,
0: I have a question, Bob. Say you go on MSNBC or mm-hmm. CNN or Fox News and you spout bull... Mm. Can then Fox and MSNBC be be, have uh, sanctioned? well, they're they're cable. So say uh, because the FCC doesn't control cable. um, Say you're on ABC or NBC or CBS or whatever, and you say something that is wrong or a lie. Can't the FCC pull the license or fine them? Like, I mean, with the whole frickin' Sinclair, I mean, they literally put up propaganda. I don't know how they can do that on local broadcast stations without those stations losing their licenses.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I think at this point you, you can't sue MSNBC if one of its a- anchors lies about something. What about a guest? Oh, Or, or even, even a guest. I think you can sue the guest maybe, right. but not the actual platform. I'm not sure exactly well, that's how the that thing.
0: works. That's why I'm That's why I'm saying like Joe Scarborough should be able to sue Donald Trump for libel because of what he has posted on Twitter.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. And he should be. Able, I mean, that I think that is legal. Well, if, if, if,
3: if Donald Trump wrote those things in the New York Times or in the Washington Post or yeah. even on the side of a building, he mm-hmm. would be accountable by law. Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, I just, I wish I had a a stronger grasp of the implications of this executive order that the White House is issuing, that Trump is signing today about uh, social media.
0: He still hasn't signed it, and he may not sign it. They're saying, oh, he might sign it by 5 p.m. Eastern. I think everybody in the White House is going, dude, what the fuck are you thinking?
2: Yeah, yeah, because this is like the, maybe one of the least. This is just a tantrum? Yeah, it's like one of the Mm -hmm. least conservative things he's ever done. This is like yeah. a, a gigantic, basically they're calling it a new fairness doctrine, but for social exactly.
0: media. Yeah. He that's doesn't what, want that. He really doesn't want that. Yes,
2: because you know what? He doesn't think beyond his own fucking disgusting face. He doesn't realize that certain things that he does. And you know what? To an extent, Mitch McConnell doesn't realize this either. They take mm-hmm. certain actions that benefit themselves in the moment, and they don't understand. They don't see the long view to know that, oh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we won't be in power anymore, and the Democrats will be able to exploit these things that we've done to damage us and to mm-hmm. hinder we our- want that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll it's be like too busy trying to help the American people.
2: Yeah, it's like getting rid of the uh, <laughs> getting rid of the legislative or the uh, uh, judicial filibuster was a gigantic fucking mistake that Mitch McConnell made. Because what's going to happen here is, hopefully, fingers crossed. Don't get happy. Democrats take back the Senate. We've got wh- how many Supreme Court justices are right on the doorstep of retirement? We got RBG. We got Stephen yeah. Breyer. Who Breyer
0: and RBG are big ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if, even
3: if anybody retires, maybe like Thomas. Right now, Thomas. We too totally argue Mitch McConnell's argument right back at him, that it's, sorry, we're too close to an election, we can't do it justice
2: right now. <laughs> right, or it doesn't even matter, because what they can do now is they can confirm Supreme Court justices with just 50 votes plus one, plus the mm-hmm. vice presidential tiebreaker. That's all they need. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. that was Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump set that fucking table, and they're going to have mm-hmm. to suck it down when Breyer retires, when RBG retires, and potentially, as you said, Jody, Clarence Thomas, and that's going to be the one to flip. Mm-hmm. That'll flip the majority.
0: That'll flip, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you get an even exchange for RBG and Stephen Breyer. You get another couple of liberals in there to replace them. But with uh, Clarence Thomas out, you can replace that hardcore conservative do nothing idiot with, uh, you know, another left leaning justice. And so that's that, that's where they just screw. Them. They have no long view anymore. We are in the post consistency era. We're in the post long view era when it comes to at least half of the uh, uh, the uh, political parties in this country. The, the, the yeah, there's
3: rep- no strategy. It's all tactics. It's all just trying yeah. to wrestle the news cycle. it's yeah. the politicoization. Except Politico got too heavy for those guys, and they formed Axios, which uh, is basically news for toddlers. <laughs> but
2: right. Well, I mean, that's
3: that's <laughs> the news. For version of the big fat chunky is, you know i mean but that's the trumpism that we're talking about uh-huh.
2: here that's a yeah i don't know I, I forget if i mentioned this on the show yet but james carville was on stuttering john's podcast this week and said something that i've been saying for years now which this election is not just about defeating donald trump it's about defeating Trumpism. and yes. so and james carville said that exact same thing on uh, john's podcast this past week and i was so gratified to hear that because that's absolutely what we got to do. I mean it's got to be one of these watershed elections where it's not just a referendum on the president, it's on the it's a referendum on the president's style of leadership and all of the toxic bullshit that he's been ejaculating into the world on a daily basis. That's all got to be All you got to do
3: is point to the other three worst countries in the pandemic and be like, see, this doesn't work. <laughs> right. The fascist bully boy man baby approach to governing is a ca- is a catastrophe yeah. when something actually goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And something always goes wrong.
2: Well, we've got a lot more to talk about on the post-mortem show coming up. I want to play some of this audio from this uh, Pennsylvania representative, Brian Sims. Oh, yeah. He totally- oh, my
0: God. The, the Republican was married to somebody I knew for five, six years. Oh, my God.
2: This, okay, so there's a Republican in the Pennsylvania State House. Who decided to go to work after being tested positive for coronavirus? Not
0: that guy, but a different guy. I don't think it was oh, him, okay. but I, I got to double check on my, my. But she was married to a guy that's quoted in one of the articles about it. And I'm like, holy shit.
2: Well, this Democratic uh, representative, a state representative, went off. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a huge LGBTQ uh, well, he's gay. Uh, advocate. Yeah, he's really. Yeah. Brian Sims, we're going to play some of this audio. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Uh, plus, um, let's see what else we're going to talk about, uh, what? know oh, it guy? was
0: him. It was the guy that self-quarantined. Absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
2: So, um, we're also going to talk about Donald Trump's dabbling with insulin. The other day, it was I so, love that. What? Oh I mean, god. just another. Oh I, I'll wait to hear this. this. is so goddamn oh dark. God,
3: I think I'm keeping up usually, and there's all this just bullshit, <laughs> this absurd, I'm telling you. crazy stuff that I've no, managed to not Should think I take about. Fire hose of oh news. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, unbelievable.
2: All right, that's all coming up on the postmortem show. What happens is. When this music is done playing, we keep on talking. That is the Postmortem Show. It's sort of like Overtime with Bill Maher. It's a continuation of the show. Bonus content. That's at patreon.com slash the Bob Seska Show. If you sign up for $5 a month, please do that. Also, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. And David Ferguson is at patreon.com slash T-Rex support. Support all your favorite podcasts. Uh, And, of course, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, too. Five-star rating and review on all your favorite podcast platforms. See you on the post-mortem show and the after party. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. All right, before we go, don't touch your dial. Don't turn off the podcast yet. Now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. We're washing our hands, sneezing into our arms. But what about your cell phone? It's a gigantic carrier of germs. Phones are a vector for disease, and we rarely ever clean them. We're constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our faces. Gross. It's time to take take cleaning your phone seriously. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. Better than wipes and safe for your device, the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can be sanitizing your other items while wirelessly charging your phone. Or you can just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station anytime you want. Fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items too. Go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $89 and free shipping when you use the code sexy liberal all one word. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember to use the code sexy liberal, all one word, for two-day free shipping and it's gonna ship immediately. That's thecleanphone.com. thecleanphone.com.